Hi there, my name is Erica Browning, and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here, we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. All right. Hi, Jesse. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me today. Of course. Well, let me introduce you to everyone before we get started. This is Jesse Grote. Um, she has her DNP in executive leadership, and she got that from the University of Nevada in Reno, UNR. She mm -hmm. is currently located in Nebraska. And the reason I have her on today is because I found her on Instagram. Of course I did. Mm -hmm. And she and her business partner have Stat PD Marketplace. Mm -hmm. But of course, we're nurses. It's not the only thing you're doing. She also works as a home health and hospice nurse in her small town community in Nebraska of 200 people. I think that is awesome. And then you also teach or you're going to teach. You've done a million things, Jesse. I don't know that I can keep up, but we'll go through all of it. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. You know, I love a nurse entrepreneur. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I, I could just talk to you all day, but let's start in the very beginning. Where are you? I know you're located in Nebraska, but where are you from? Yeah, so I actually grew up in a very small town of 400 people in Northeast South Dakota. So oh. I'm a Midwest girl through and through, and and I've always said rural's rural's my home. It's always been my home, and I laugh. I live in my town of 200 people now, and people say, "Oh my gosh, how how do you do this? How do you live in a community like this?" I'm like that's where I grew up, just in a different corner of a different state. So you might say to them, "Well, how do you live in the city?" Like, I don't understand. Really? That. I, it's not for me. Yeah, I can't do it. I love to visit, but that's that's about it. <laughs> yes. Now, Jesse um, owns co-owns this uh, company, Stat PD uh, Marketplace, mm -hmm. with Nicole, and I'm going to have her on at a later date. But on Instagram, I think it was this week, there were is a story of cows. Now you have you live on a farm, right? Yep, we ranch. Yep, um, in, in Nebraska, the beef state, right? We have more cattle than people. I'm pretty sure, especially with where we live. So, so yeah, we um, we ranch here. Yeah, which is wonderful. Well, I think it's so awesome because you're a nurse entrepreneur, you're doing hospice, you're making nursing work in your small community. You don't have to live in a big city. And I just want to um, illustrate that for everyone. Okay. So you're from South Dakota, 400 mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. How did you get into nursing, Jesse? Yeah. So um, honestly, I was thinking about that this morning and I thought in our little community, um, there wasn't a lot of people. I remember one time there was a really bad um, semi rollover and I was the first one on the scene, me and my mom. So I was like, Oh, I remember that. And I was just so like, I wanted to be in it. I never had anybody really in healthcare in my family that we were close to um, necessarily. And then I remember my brother was loading horses actually into the trailer one time and broke his arm. Yeah. And if you talk to my brother, he'd say, you were the worst ever. Like you picked up my arm and you tried to break it more. And I mean, I remember him like yelling at me, but I remember like, so I remember, of course, so like right. mentally, you know, placing it on a pillow and elevating it and calling 911 because my parents weren't home. Like I'm a latchkey kid. Um, right. and so it was just, 
it's so funny how you like remember those things. I remember like going to the hospital and thinking, oh, I could do this. I, I think this is something I could do someday. And I just have always loved kind of caring for people. So I did some um, shadowing, I guess, back when I was in high school. And and that was that. I, I didn't decide till I remember it was like halfway through my senior year. And I finally decided that, oh, yeah, I think this is what I'm going to do with my life. So I took it and ran. I was a CNA for a couple of few years and got my bachelor's and um, moved to Western Nebraska where I had some family. Um, jobs were a little harder to find when I started nursing, which is crazy to think about now because, oh my gosh, anybody can be a nurse now. But, right. but yeah, but I met my husband and here I am on the ranch in the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking before we started and I relate to this. I'm not from a town of 400, but I am from a smaller town in Texas, Paris, Texas. It's about 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. It has been that same population thing since I think my dad was a child. So it has not grown any And the entire county is about eight, 80,000 people, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had friends that had cows, you know, they'd get mm-hmm. up before school, go take care of their cows, then go to school. So yeah. I just, if you see cows on social, um, on our Instagram, it's me on our it's story. It's always me. <laughs> I was wondering if it was you or Nicole, but it's you. <laughs> it's me. Yep. Yep. You'll see all sorts of random things in the skylines and, you know, it's beautiful. It's great to live out in the country, but there's challenges with it too. So as absolutely. Yeah. So what was your first nursing job? So my first nursing job, I remember being so upset. So I had a, I was a, a Valor resident, like a VA resident, um, my last year of nursing school. And that was in a, an ICU or in an ICU. And I loved it. I, oh my gosh, it's where I wanted a job and they were hiring. They had like four positions open but they were hiring in April and I graduated in May. And at the time, like I said, everybody was so short nurses and there just weren't a lot of jobs, but VA, a lot of people strive to work there. So they filled them, um, asked me to come back a couple months later, but by the time I finished, there was no jobs left. So I, like I said, to Western Nebraska. And at the time they weren't hiring new grads in the ICU. And I was so upset. So I was like, I have, like, I've been in an ICU for a year. I mean, like working side by side with a preceptor who was amazing and is still a mentor today that I keep in touch with. And Aww. oh my gosh. So anyways, I worked ortho neuro okay. and I tell like the new grads that I work with that as mad as I was at the time, looking back on it, I think it was the best thing that could have happened. Cause I, I learned so much in that ortho neuro role, just managing six to eight patients, mm-hmm. you know, with, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And yeah, I oof, I got out of there within about a year or so, but then I worked in ICU and then kind of critical access is more more my forte now. More little little yeah. thing, home health hospice now. But well, I always tell nurses that any experience that you've had, even if it's you've landed somewhere and you're like, No, this is not where I wanted to have landed. Mm-hmm. This was not the goal. Yeah. You will learn mm-hmm. and you will not forget that information. And even mm-hmm. if it's a negative experience, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. If it's a positive experience, you'll learn and you will take that with you. Kind of like what you said, drunk. This is not what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it turned out being the yeah, best. It's a blessing. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you went to the ICU. Well, how long have you been a nurse? Um, 13 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been what year is this? 12 years now. 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I can't it's believe really it. I was a 10 graduate. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's easy. 10. I think. <laughs> That's right. Cause I'm 2011. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I remember though, like when I was a new grad thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I've been a nurse for 10 years and you're just good. You know, those nurses that have been 10 years. They, they know everything there is to know about nursing and they're so great in their roles. And 
And then I, we were talking about this a little bit before I jumped on, like, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. Like I worked ICU, I worked some ER, I worked some surgery, I did quality, I've done like all these things. And so I laugh because I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm like an expert on any one thing, but I really had some cool experience in a lot of different areas, which allows me to bring a neat perspective, I think too. So. Absolutely. I think so. So mm-hmm. you said that now you're doing hosp- home health and hospice nursing in your community. How did you get into that? Yeah. So I had worked um, at a facility about an hour away for about five years full time. Um, and then when we grew our family, we opted to me to slow down a little bit and at least try to be home. Or so I went part time 75 miles away instead of you know full time. Oh, great. <laughs> made sense at the time. Um, But anyways, I had, there were some um, community members around that needed different services and they weren't able to get hospice. And my husband, um, his family had actually utilized hospice quite a bit with his dad and um, his grandparents and different things. So I thought, I know we did it. They did it here back in the day and they did it some, but not a lot. And we really struggled with people that lived, you know, like 10, 15 miles out of town. And so I reached out to the director who I was getting along with very well. Still, I was still PRN at the hospital And I said, you know, if you'd be willing, I would be more than happy to be the home health and hospice nurse here. So it's been great. It's been probably about three years now, I think, that I've been doing it. Um, Also really hard at times because, of course, our hospice patients, when you're in a town of 200 people, you know everybody really well. And so that's really been a challenge. But um, I remember thinking, you know, in the ICU, I was called like the... um, the angel of death is what I was referred to as by my peers. And I withdrew care on a lot of patients. Um, And at the time, you know, not everybody withdrew care on a lot of patients. You did some, but it wasn't a lot. And I mean, I had a lot and I still remember most of them. And I remember at the time, you know, I was 23 or four or whatever then. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. And I recall my sister telling me once, like, you need to stop doing this. It's ruining you. Like it's just Mm -hmm. making you bitter. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I got to thinking about it. Like, well, I'm sure, you know, you see death that much. It's just, it is different, but now I see again, why, right? Those little, what's your learnings? It's like, now I'm, I'm comfortable with it. It's okay. I can talk to families about what that process is going to look like. I've experienced it a lot, you know, in a, in a little bit different setting when you're more withdrawing care versus, you know, at home, but it is just a beautiful thing that I've really been fortunate. And I really think that I'm blessed to be able to do that and provide that service because living where we live, those services are very limited. So. Right. I've seen a couple of accounts on Instagram. You probably follow them too. Is it hospice penny? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, and there's another gal. I'm, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but there's two that I follow where they talk about this death Mm -hmm. and dying Mm -hmm. and people avoid it like the plague. And so it's weird to them. And I'm so, I bet you relate with what a lot of what they say so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I can only imagine, you know, usually in a city, if you need home health or you need a hospice nurse, they send someone and whoever they send shows up. Mm-hmm. Your people, they know you. Oh, it's yeah. Jesse. Yeah. Which also gives them a lot of comfort too, I think. Yeah. So that's also kind of reassuring. I know the last one that I had um, was a close friend. I'd been friends with them for a long time and, and the family was very, very happy. But I also remember driving home and it was dark and I had to drive like 20 because I was crying so hard I couldn't Aww. see. And so, I mean, that's just, it's the reality of it. But also, you know, I could be there for them and it gave them that comfort and they're very appreciative. And that's, that's why we do what we do, right? That's why we're nurses. I think no matter what is we can provide that comfort and give that strength and they need it. And, and we just can learn how to compartmentalize and kind of cope a little different too. 
Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you get to do that for your community. That's really cool. Thanks. It's a beautiful thing. Well, it might be a weird right turn, but Stat PD Marketplace, yeah. somewhere in your experience from the ortho neuro floor to the ICU mm-hmm. to the hospice, you had an idea and you have a partner. So was it your idea? Uh, was it her idea? How did this come about? Yeah, I would definitely say it was a dual thing. Um, we were, it was just funny. I mean, I remember like the whole conversation when we were, we were sitting there, um, honestly having a drink. Mm-hmm. one evening and just talking about like the tools we've created and you know there's just all the time that we've spent on, on all these things and I had said you know my sister actually is um, a teacher and I said she does that like she doesn't teach you know not at the bedside but she doesn't like teach kiddos directly anymore she sells her stuff and we kind of looked at each other and we were like well why can't nurses do that right. you know we create stuff all the time I said I worked in quality. I worked in education. Um, I did a lot of random things that five years that I was at the hospital an hour away. Um, the right. joy of the hospital, critical access, like you do so many things. But yeah. we were talking about, you know, different programs we'd created or content we created or tools. You know, I worked in quality. So I had like all these checklists and spreadsheets and people make fun of me for my spreadsheets, but they're beautiful and they work great. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, why can't people sell these things? And we, I mean, honestly, we just like looked at each other and it was like this light bulb just went off. It was so cool. And I'm pretty sure by the end of the night, we had Stat PD figured out. We had kind of a very basic, like, this is what we want it to look like. And it's all we could think about like the next week. And this would have, this was like March, April of 21. What did okay. it be? 21? No, 22. 22. Last year. Yep. That's I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 22. Okay. Um, but really cool. So, I mean, Within like a month, we had a website, we had a marketplace kind of figured out. We had just all these things. We're learning constantly, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we had, yeah, domain names. We had like an LLC. We had all this stuff. And and it was like, we're just snowballing, like figuring all these things out together. And, you know, she kind of grabbed pieces and did them. And I kind of grabbed pieces and did them. And, and then we hit a wall too that like, what are we doing? How do we do this? How do we maintain? Like, <laughs> It's crazy. So do we bring people on? We're not making money, obviously. So how do we justify some of those different things? And oh my gosh, what an adventure. I would have never in my life thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. And I remember talking to my sister one time and she was like, well, I didn't know what I was doing when I started. I'm like, right. I'm so clueless. Well, and I also run um, a nonprofit called Foster Love with Beef because I was a foster parent for um, a few years. And so I also do that. And so sometimes I laugh because I'm like, boy, here, here I am a nurse and I have a nonprofit now that I'm running. And then also like a for-profit business that I'm co-running and really just figuring out. And it's just wild. It's so, it's just so crazy what life takes you sometimes. Well, I, this is the biggest myth and I, it's a lie mm-hmm. that entrepreneurs know what they're doing when they start. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember anyone saying that. So mm-hmm. that must be just a lie that we tell ourselves Probably. because of the way that it appears uh-huh. on social media. Oh man, yeah. they really look like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I full on do not know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> so I must, not, I must not be able to do this. Yes, that's so funny you say that. I literally just wrote a blog for Stat PD on imposter syndrome and how like did, yeah. I literally today or like it posted yesterday. So I just laugh because yeah, we just talked about it and and it's so true though. And I think we do that in so many of our roles though that you know yeah. when I was a leader, it was like oh gosh, I should know exactly what I'm doing. I'm like I'm clueless. I don't know how to handle this or that when I was doing quality, I felt the same way when, you know, it's like, I think we feel that way in so many areas of our life. And it truly is that like, fake it till you make it a little bit and just, you'll figure it out. I mean, keep trying and don't give up on it. And I think that's true, no matter the the avenue that we're in, in our, in our careers or our home lives. I'm so glad that you said, um, you said the word, you know, we hit a wall. Mm -hmm. Every entrepreneur hits a wall. Yes. Yes. Fortunately, we balance. Like generally she hits one and she'll say, Jazz, I can't, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'll hit it and I'll be like, I can't keep doing this. And we just encourage each other. So I think that's a benefit that there's two of us that we can, (laughs) we can kind of connect and, and do that. But two, you know, it's like finding the time for it. I know we both work outside. We both have kids. Like I ranch on the side. She's got a bunch of stuff on the side too. I mean, it's just, you're so busy. And sometimes it is just like, where do you find the time? to do this stuff? Where do you find the time? But if you're passionate enough about it, it's, you find it, you make it happen. Cause yeah. Yeah. You need to. Well, it's kind of like, cause the last thing in the world you need is another thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, well, fine, quit. Yeah. And you're like, but no, that fire, it's like that pilot light under I'm your gas stove. Yeah. It just bubbles. It's just always on. You're like, it is. Can't. This is who I am. I can't, exactly. cannot stop. Yeah. No, and I'm all like there, it has to be out there. We're like, there's a need that could we change it a little? Could we do whatever? Yeah. So we're exploring different options and, you know, maybe we can, we were just talking the other day, like how cool would it be if some of these like big hospital systems had all of their stuff listed on here for free? Like, here you go. You want those policies? You want those procedures? By all means, come and find them. That's fine. Here you go. Amazing. Like there's just so much room. I think you know, and that's been something too, I think with it, some people have said, I just had somebody reach out recently, actually, who um, owns their own um, assisted living facility. And they said, I know that your, you know, your focus is more like professional development, but would all of our, you know, my whole policy book, I just created the whole thing, would that be beneficial? I'm like, hey, that's still professional development, right? Anything that develops us as a professional, which is tools, which is resources, which is templates, which is policies, procedures, education, like whatever, anything like that helps us. So yeah, instant by all means. So I think that that was just really interesting that she had asked me that because she just found us um, virtually as it turned out or, you know, on good old social media, as it turned out, she is from a town that my college roommate was from, which was crazy. It's just funny how the world works, which was really cool to have that connection. But yeah, it was just, it was just so interesting, I think, to hear that. Like, what is it? What is, what is the PD? What does that even mean? And, and what it can mean? Cause I, I don't think we think about that sometimes. Like all those things help us, they help us to grow as nurses. Absolutely. So tell us what is stat PD? Yeah. So truly it's, it's just that it's all those professional development resources available to you stat when you need them. Right. So it's um, stat PD is essentially an online marketplace um, that you can come, you can search, you can make requests, you can find all sorts of things on there. There's um, we're fortunate to have some kind of early adopters, some different leaders that we work with. So there's like round, rounding toolkits, there's um, fall simulations, there are um, remote nursing, like tracking jobs, like it was talking about all those policies and procedures. It's really a place that 
all these things that you're creating, it's an opportunity for nurses to um, be able to kind of share their tools and also for them to feel valued in that and maybe to make a little cash on the side, right? Because if they're creating, why not get a few dollars if you've created it and spent all that time? Um, we have some consultations on there that people have offered, um, like nurse residency consultations or um, different things like that. So it's, it's really just a marketplace, essentially, that you can come to and get all of these tools find whatever you need to make your job easier. We were doing some big dreaming one day and we're like, really, this could honestly change healthcare a little bit. How much time do we spend as healthcare professionals in our leadership roles, maybe trying to create that tracking tool um, as nurse educators, creating that tool to track ACLS and BLS and PALS and all these things. What if instead of spending all that time creating, you can just go to the site, type in whatever you want and you have it. That's it. Like you download it and it's right there. Like imagine what that could do for that. So in your example mm-hmm. of, uh, I guess the gal or was it a gal or a guy who owns the assisted living facility? Yeah. Yep. They say, Hey, we have our policies, mm-hmm. policies, procedures. We have these manuals. Mm-hmm. So they come to you to list this, these policies and procedures and mm-hmm. me say, I'm, you know, Joe Smith. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to start an assisted living of my own. Where do I even start? Well, I could come onto your marketplace. This person has already listed their policies, procedures. Mm -hmm. I could buy it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying plagiarize, but get, not start from zero. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's what it's for. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. Yeah. So you can, they take out, you know, we make sure that things are desensitized and, um, or de-identified, I should say. Yeah. Um, So that's really important, of course. But yeah, make it your own, add your own logos, add your whatever, and, and it's yours. It's, that's yours to. Oh, wow. So you, you get the template and you just add your own stuff and that's. Yep. 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 And like that one, for example, um, we had, they reached out, kind of asked how that could work. And I was like, great, list the whole resource. So your whole book, and then also do each individual one. So say, you know, maybe you feel like your facility needs to revamp your policy on whatever your mission policy or your fall prevention policy or whatever. You can go grab the individual policy or you can grab the whole the whole manual. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so cool because as entrepreneurs, how many times have we said, well, I don't know, let's Google it. And then you Google it and you're like, what in the world? I can't find exactly what I need. Exactly. Mm Yeah. And if you're a starting point, yeah. Right. I don't even, I don't even know where to start. And if you're in the healthcare industry, it, so the manuals that are on the marketplace, are they healthcare? I'm assuming they're healthcare oriented or do you have other? Right now is um, from nurses. Yeah. I think we definitely have potential to like grow. I mean, it doesn't have to only be nurses, but yeah, right now it is. And we're talking nurses across the board. Like this can be, um, maybe you want to sell some case studies like you're creating. We've talked a lot that, and I've talked to some peers that are near retirement, but they're like, I'm just not ready to retire. Well, don't keep creating, keep, keep selling these things. I mean, the case studies that those experienced nurses can do. I know there's one that I've worked with forever. Um, I should send her this and shout her out. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> I'm talking to you, um, but she has such cool experience and we've talked so many times about it. And she's like, I love this. Like, it's just a great place that I can step away from my nine to five. Cause of, you know, she's in education now, but I can keep, you know, keep creating and keep providing and keep giving back to nurses and kind of also decrease that gap that there is between like that experience um, skill gap that we are seeing so often. 
in nursing now as our older nurses are retiring. So just so many cool opportunities, I think, for it that we're, we're truly just getting started. And we're just really excited to see kind of what we can do with it. Absolutely. So for in that example, to give mm-hmm. the nurses out there ways that they can use this, she's an educator. And so mm-hmm. she writes case studies. So if you're a nurse who needs a case study for some reason, or if you want to educate students, or if you're giving a presentation, mm-hmm. you can go on here and see these examples and then buy one and use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How stinking. Like but yeah, otherwise you can just grab it and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get a little something on the side too, which is great. So it really helps both. Right. And it's nothing unreasonable. I think, you know, for the most part, everything I would say is under $10, if even that. Oh, wow. So on your website. Yeah. So you, if nurses, if you have things that you Mm -hmm. want to share, you can contact Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse Mm -hmm. and your partner, Ms. Nicole, and get yours on there. Or if you're a nurse in search of Mm -hmm. um, items for your education conferences or your own professional development tracking whatever that looks like and you can actually just go to the website and list directly you don't have to go through us to do that yep so when you go to statpd.com um you can select if you're a buyer or a seller and if you're a buyer it just would you put in your information and it just takes you and you can browse through all the different things and then if you're a seller of course you have to connect like accounts and stuff just so people can pay you but you can truly just list it's super easy very self-explanatory but yeah, really I cool. absolutely love this idea. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to buy some things. Do it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, because I think this is so cool. Tell us what your IG is. Tell us what your website is again, and then tell us what's. Well, I'll get to that. What are the two that? Where Where do we find you? Okay, sounds good. Um, you, our website is statpd.com and it can just be just that. It doesn't have to be www, just statpd.com. And then you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at statpd marketplace. And it's just okay. S-T-A-P-D marketplace. Marketplace. And this is just for digital products, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. At some point we may explore a little bit more, but yeah, for right now, just digital. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last thing I was going to add to that as we close out, what is the one thing, one piece of advice that you would give new entrepreneurs or nurses who want to become entrepreneurs? What what would you advise? What advice would you have for them? What advice? Oh my gosh. I think listen, listen to your heart. Honestly, Mm. if you, if you feel it, like there's a reason for it. So listen to it and don't give up on it because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Find a mentor. And someone you can talk to. If anybody ever wants to reach out, by all means, please do. We're no, we're no experts, but, um, but really like if you feel it there, there's a reason that it's there. So trust, trust your gut, right? That's what we're told as nurses from the start to trust that intuition. So. Yeah. You may not have all the answers, but something's mm-hmm. pulling on you mm-hmm. and follow that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, in the beginning, you co-own this with Nicole. I'm going to have Nicole on later and we'll probably end up in the same spot, but then she gets to tell us her journey and then how the two of you met and that sort of thing. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Erica. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at blacksheepnurse.